Well, all right. Welcome to the Dubcast. How's everybody feeling out there? Sila shouting out to you from the studio. Big love and unity from the dub. Hope you guys are having a good day today. We got a fun show today. Miss Baby Beats is with me. We are super stoked to be here today. Big love and unity from the dub. Well, all right. How you doing, Ms. Beats? I have the embarrassed face on. Why is that? <laughs> because there's no turning back now. You're in the podcast zone, girlfriend. How you feeling? You feeling good today? Sure. Are you? Yeah. It's been a good day today. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's very. It's, we got our little uh, snap of some warm weather here for a minute so it's been really nice at the beach for the last two days sunny and beautiful like 70s yeah i thought winter was here to stay but it's not here to stay is it yeah so anyways got to give you some announcements the concert calendar wait a minute what happened to your glasses oh i don't need those right now i like them This is the concert calendar. Sila shouting out to you this week. Only got one show, and that is live broadcasting from the Rabbit Trap. Got a special retro show this week. Breaking out songs from the uh, Houdana album, Night and Day, and from back in the old days, before Ms. Beats even. So check it out, live from the Rabbit Trap, this Friday night, December 2nd, starting at 8 o'clock. Don't miss us on December 8th. We'll be at Seagate Bottle Shop next week. Right here in Wilmington. Got a special show there. We might even have some screen action going on. And also don't miss a special show on New Year's Eve at End of Days Distillery uptown in the Castle Street District. Don't miss that on New Year's Eve. Got many more shows this month. Check it out on the Sea Dub dot com site or bands in town or facebook or youtube or anywhere you want to check out our calendar instagram instagram oh we don't have a calendar there yeah you always get dates on instagram just check out sila dub on instagram i'm constantly putting everything up there so yeah did you have a good weekend yeah i did what oh the holiday how was your holiday we had a great holiday huh yes we had a great <laughs> holiday I wanted to go home, but time was too, it was just not going to work out. So at the last minute, Michelle just made a, like a Southern feast <laughs> and you made the sweet potato souffle. Yes. With the crumb topping. Yum. That was amazing. What else did you make? Did you, we had green bean casserole. Did you make that? No. Michelle, Michelle made, it. made it. She is the cook. The portobello mushroom soup. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. We had Joey. We had Joey over and the dogs, so we had a fun little Thanksgiving. Yes, and I was really impressed with how long you guys stayed. You didn't eat and run. You guys didn't eat my lasagna. Um, <laughs> Nobody touched my lasagna. I brought lasagna. I brought, brought cookies. cookies. I ate like so much of my own food that about exploded. Plus y'all's food. Then I went home and had all the leftovers. 
and Michelle, she won't let. She's got some thing where she just makes a bunch of food, and then she won't make let you leave without taking all the food with you. And you're she'll you'll feel guilty if you don't. So <laughs> she's a good cook. That I, was my second dinner. I know. I I I felt like I was back at home eating my mom's food double and triple and eating cookies. So it was great. Didn't have any, didn't miss out on any of the Thanksgiving fun. Talked to my mom on the phone. Mom and family all were having their Thanksgiving. So she had her thing. And so we were good. It was fun. It was. The dogs were in full motion. Your dog Ziggy is the wildest dog I've ever seen. Oh, man. I think the dogs are evolving. You know, it's like the, the hundredth monkey thing where dogs are learning more and more and across the world they're kind of like sending out an um a neural every time a new generation of dogs come up they're like smarter because they're sending it across the world all their smarts they have the those um buttons that you can program words and commands in for the dogs and they know which button to press and they can combine words your dog knows what toys to get my dog is just crazy. <laughs> He's the smartest dog, though. It, I thought he was a chihuahua. He's Jack Russell Terror. Yes, he is a terror. But he's the smartest. He just wants to He wants to be helpful. He wants to do important work. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have anything to do. So then he just bites you and goes <laughs> crazy. But he's so sweet. One year old. After, after a couple, the first, it takes like two years. And then they'll just chill. They won't do anything. They start really just chilling. You're like, God, oh, they don't do anything. But this first two years, they are just. I had to take him to kindergarten, but he got denied entry. He had to go to pre-K, even though he was in the age group to do the puppy academy <laughs> because of his breed. He's like just crazy. But he learned a lot. He's smart. Mm-hmm. He's the smartest dog. Those Because chihuahuas, even though they're barky and snappy, if you really train them, and they just do this thing where they listen to what you're saying. They look you in the eye and like listen to what you're saying and they can understand your what you're saying. They start to learn your language. It's weird. You'd think they'd be able to talk by now. Well, that's <laughs> the way what we the hang out with dogs. That's what the buttons are for. And you had a food thing that had the button. What was that food thing? Uh, had that work? Okay. It's supposed to slow the animal down from uh, devouring their food. But it had all these levers that you had to slide. And it took me longer to fill it up than it took him to open everything and eat it. <laughs> and I got him two different ones. He would just, I, I saw him, he would get everyone, snap and snap. It was like a little circular thing with little pill boxes that he would open up. They're like little bones and little toys. <laughs> He'd slide inside and get us little treats. Mm-hmm. Dogs are crazy, dogs are wild. So anyways, um, holiday holidays are awesome. I love the holidays. I'm getting ready to go back for the the fun Christmas holiday and be with my mom. I miss all the fun days and hanging out when we were kids. When Holidays were fun for us when we were kids, getting off yeah. school and running around with everybody. So it was a fun holiday. Anyways, <clears throat> oh, I just finished the smile video. So you got to see the smile video. What do you think? Is it okay? Yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah, so we're unleashing a brand new video, Smile, this week. The world premiere, and I made like a MTV kind of video this time. Usually I make a video that's like more local or 
all of us hanging out doing stuff surfing playing music as the band but this one i went for like a cinematic it's very cinematic so yep i agree tried to match all the colors and try to make like a cinematic video that's things fading in and out but like the faces like just yeah it's pretty it's good you did a good job so yeah check out the smile video coming out this week and I remixed it. It's got a whole remix and a whole new video. So we're just kind of revamping all the videos before we go on our our singles. Um, we're going to release the Lion Star singles. And we're going to be every week or every two weeks, we'll probably release a new single and put new videos out for each one of those. So we're going to be doing that through the winter. So before we get that going, I'm trying to get caught up on remixing and rehashing three more videos three or four that are just that I kind of just did quick videos for just because I recorded the song and then recorded them like before I was going on tour and stuff and just wanted to get some kind of visual representation up there but they were just not the quality of, uh, now that I got some time I'm gonna make some high quality video work so I got the lip sync and stuff on a lot of those songs but some of the b-roll just could use some work so fixing up the b-roll and fixing up the mix and pumping up the bass and so it's gonna be good got the new smile video out. i think i'll put it out tomorrow that'll give me enough time to release it tonight and get it all set up what tomorrow's wednesday let's do it thursday we're gonna release it thursday the smile video coming out on youtube and facebook at eight o'clock worldwide release thursday night uh, we played at panacea on was that sunday Saturday. Saturday, yeah, that was awesome. Panacea, your favorite restaurant? <laughs> huh? Of course it is. It's my favorite restaurant. Yeah? Yes. I had a lot of uh, good friends come out. It was fun. All vegan over there at Panacea. It was wonderful food, and we had a funky show. We did some special weird uh, songs, and yeah. I did one song from um, the new work we're doing that's going to be with um blake Pittman. we're going to be backing up his videos his surf videos and we're going to be doing the instrumental track we're going to be the live orchestra for his videos it's something new and something different we're doing so i did one of those dubs you're like what are you doing we did this like 10 minute instrumental <laughs> I, I thought it was fun i liked it yeah it's a interesting thing i got like i just had never it was all new to me yeah so that's the, i got like five or six of those tracks and we're gonna back up we're gonna do like some surf nights with blake and he's got some incredible surf photography from the outer banks and down here and right here in the south end and all around so check that out i think we're gonna be doing that in january as soon as i get it all orchestrated and i've talked to the surf shop they're into it they're ready to go so we're gonna have some uh, giveaways that night, raffles like we used to do the old time. I was just surf thinking, night. this is like vintage. Yeah, like... we're going back. Oh, you don't realize I'm going back to the surf night. I didn't. Okay, I'm going to get this together, night. and we're taking the surf night up to uh, up to Coast. the Crystal Coast. Yeah, so I, I'm going to try to get um, Carl to come, Carl Heverly to come join in, and have some of his boards there, and have Blake there, and a few different rep, reps from some of the different surf companies, and we're just going to bring back the old timey surf night get wild we'll do the film the first half and the second half we'll just play live get everybody dancing like we used to 
What do you think? Sounds like it's on. I'm stoked. I'm I'm just gonna go back to the old way we used to do things. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, this week I was uh oh man, I was online and I just dude, let me talk to you about dedication. L- let me tell you. There's people dedicated. There's people I know that have been dedicated in their life to play music, but few and far between are still going this time in their life, you know, at my age. And the younger kids, they're dedicated to a point. They're dipping their toes in the sand, in the music and in the water. But man, let me tell you about dedication. And that's Papalo. Mm. I mean, I just I just started thinking about it when I was I mean, he never stops. He's got two or three different acts he fought he does i'm proud of him and uh you just gotta check out our friend papa crawdaddy is his project papa crawdaddy i mean he's down there in florida keeping the blues tradition alive does this kind of ray charles almond brothers blues show that's crazy then he does this freaking kind of like a 90s pop rock thing that's crazy and he plays the drums and he comes out in front and like works the crowd because he's from new york he's all new york entertainment and let me tell you this guy is dedication like he he was our drummer for many years and uh, <clears throat> a lot of us are not into it for like not for the money or even the big crowds it's just like our calling to be making the music it's almost a science to us you know it's like we're putting the equipment together we're running the sound system we're building the set list we're orchestrating songs that really get the crowd going it takes it's all a science how can we do this and make a great show happen without anybody helping us and he is the master of it so i've never met anyone so dedicated as him and it's just inspiration to the younger generation that it's not really about the clicks or the likes or um fame or success or even how many people are coming to your shows if you're getting 20 30 people at your show every night and you're producing quality material and people are really into what you're doing then just the dedication to music is the satisfaction and the and the reward if you have to work another job or you're not making millions of dollars of music which is not that easy to make a lot of music money in music anyways mm-hmm. now uh it's not about that it's really about the dedication of the craft and one day somebody a few years back said oh, i hope you make it he said i hope you make it it was something that we used to always say in like the 80s and not you know in, in the 80s especially maybe in the 90s i hope you make it someday but it's like you, you never made you made it you made it if you put it together and you feel like it's organized and you do that show that you that you put on and even if there's three people in the audience and you rocked it out and you played it with full um you know just full concentration and being present and you and that satisfaction is is what really matters you know because we all keep keep making these creations they build on top of each other and um, art is art and music is very important for the world even though people think oh you're just kind of goofing off and making art and making music but if you didn't have that and you didn't have those experiences that bonded people together and that things to tie your time in when you're driving or when you're hanging out at work or whatever those memories those moments those uh soundtracks and 
different films and such. It's just very important. Music is very much more important than you really realize. So people that keep the craft alive like that with their dedication, it's just, it's an amazing thing and an awesome thing. So I just give my props to Popolo because I was looking at, he was, had something he was doing and he just never stops, you know? So yeah, he's got these funny little ads that are animals talking and yeah, changes so. his voice. Is that what? Yeah. <laughs> I heard Be the smart. animal talking. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like ever... I was drafted into this operation. You were music. You were drafted in? Yeah. Or assigned. I feel like our destiny sometimes is uh preordained and we control our destiny and we are you know, we're making the moves, but when it comes to the bigger picture, it seems like our destiny sometimes is out of our control it's almost preordained like you know what else you know what else would you you're kind of this is the world you kind of came into you know and yeah actually i had somebody i wish i could give them justice with what they said but the difference between choices and decisions like mm -hmm. we all have choices but then decisions are kind of collaborative collaboratively made yeah, I mean, I've heard some discussions with like uh, Jordan Peterson and um, Brett Weinstein were talking about it, and they have such a mathematical theory about preordained and destiny, and they just believe that you're just your destiny is already set before you get here. You know, like mathematically, that's Brett Weinstein thinks it's a mathematical. <laughs> Mathematical. We're getting into um, so we better not go that deep. Too much, too much. <laughs> I don't do small talk. <laughs> you don't do small talk on simulation theory. I'm not going to get into that, anyways. So, what else are we talking about today? Well, we better take a break right now because we're running out of time in this segment. So, stay tuned, everybody. Want to thank you for tuning in the Dubcast. We're just ripping and rapping and enjoying ourselves. Uh, Jim Gray is going to be next week. I didn't want to bug him over the holiday, so I'm going to call him today and talk to Jim and get him on next week. Professional skateboarder from back in the day. Used to skate for GNS and worked with Blockhead Skates and still runs the skate industry. You know, he's skated with all the, the old-timers like Christian Hosoy and Lance Mountain and Tony Hawk and all of our favorites. So don't miss Jim Gray next week and stay tuned. This is the Dubcast. Hope everybody's feeling good today. Big love and unity from the dub. We'll be right back. The Dubcast is brought to you by Carl Heavenly Shapes. Check them out at carlheavenlyshapes.com. Handmade surfboards in the Emerald Isle by Carl Heavenly himself. Everything from 10-foot long nose riders to pocket thrusters and everything in between. Check out the new series of Mayhem Shapes 
in all different sizes for all different weights and size and different people right here made in emerald isle north carolina by carl himself carlheavilyshapes.com all right check out live cbd right here in the castle street district in wilmington north carolina local owned and woman operated Wilmington's finest CBD supplier. It's North Carolina's only CBD bar with a wide variety of products and full-spectrum CBD gummies with a good sleep aid with a general pain relief, Delta 8 capsules, full-spectrum for anxiety and stress and clarity, all kinds of drinks, tinctures, gummies, capsules, and vapes at Live CBD. They have it all. Check it out at Live CBD uptown in the Castle Street District in Wilmington, North Carolina. Also, check out Panacea, local owned and operated by our good friends Artie and Robin, right here in Wilmington, North Carolina. Check out their kombucha beer, handmade and hand-brewed right here in Wilmington. Panacea has 100% vegan fare, all kinds of burgers and sandwiches, sides of wild cauliflower, veggies, fried rice, all kinds of great food there at Panacea. Check it out. Weekdays, 11 to 8. Closed on Tuesdays. Sunday, they got the brunch at 11 o'clock. Don't miss the awesome food at Panacea. This is the Dubcast. Big love and unity from the Dub. Well, all right. How you making out there, Ms. Beats? I've got my embarrassed face back on. Yes. <laughs> Well, we're almost through. You almost made it through the show. Got to flip my notes here. All right, on the second half, we're booking up the season. Are you ready? I've already got some summer dates going, going up and down the coast, and we are going to go all the way from Nags Head to Savannah. Born ready. Yeah, got some Nags Head dates started and got the good old e-club dates booked in emerald isle and we'll be working on moorhead city and all the different areas where do you want to go to or where do you want to play if you could play anywhere in the world where would you play come on you got 10 seconds to answer just someplace on top of your head europe Europe, like a full tour? No, I want one place. Where do you want to go play in? I, I can't separate where I want to play versus where I want to visit because <laughs> it's got to be a vacation. No, nah, we won't be visiting. Well, you know how it is when we play live. We just pop in and pop out. So. Um, I don't know. I, I want to, I can't. I keep saying I, Spain. Spain. All right. We're going to Spain then. They'd be into it there. They got a great reggae scene right there in Spain and south of France and the the uh, west side of Spain, Barcelona. Got a killer skateboard scene there. It's like a hip and happening spot. Do you know about Barcelona? What What about it? It's awesome. It's like one of the most awesome cities in the world. I didn't get to go there when I was in Europe, but... It's like a skating mecca and an art mecca and just a music mecca. And 
it's just it's real great weather there. It's right on the Mediterranean. Barca Barcelona. Yeah, you gotta check it out. Where would you wanna go? Oh Barcelona, that'd be great. <laughs> so we agree, Spain <laughs> it is. <laughs> I could pick Barcelona. I want to play Red Rocks. I got to go to Red Rocks one time. Um when I was in eleventh grade. When I left I um we were wild back in the eighties. And in 11th grade, the summer of 11th, between 11th and 12th, um, junior to senior, me and my girlfriend just took off on Grateful Dead tour across the country. <laughs> and we we saw the Grateful Dead in like, we went to Colorado to see Red Rocks because it was the mecca of seeing the Grateful Dead. And there was 100,000 people trying to get into a place that held 20,000 people. And so all the people, all the Grateful Deads were camped all around. We were all camped around. We were hitchhiking. It was like 60s revisited and everybody was tripping out and it was wild. So we, the first two nights we camped in this place called Chief Hosa Campground and there was like 50,000 dead, there was probably like 10,000 deadheads in this giant campground, just in little camps, little tents everywhere. And you could just go from tent to tent and get to know people and you could just, you know, barter for any kind of, you know, herbs legal in Colorado now, so it doesn't matter. But you could barter for herb and crazy psychedelics. And we were just little kids. You know, I can't even think of it now. I was like 18 years old, maybe, maybe 18. I was probably 17. And anyways, we were in the chief of the campground getting to know everybody. <clears throat> Somebody said, well, if you hike this back trail, over that hill and over the next two hills, it's about. They were like, it's about a five mile hike, but you get on that other hill and you'll be over the top of Red Rocks and you'll be able to see the band from the top of the mountain. So all of a sudden, we were like, oh, we're going to the show. So that those first two nights, we hiked over the hills for five miles with like hundreds of dead. It was like a line of deadheads going to hike over the hills, and we all watched the show from like way far away you could barely see it but you could hear it real well then the third day the third day we had the most mystical jack kerouac experience we were we went to the we went early to the the venue and we were in some little cowboy town and this is the 80s so everything was smaller and we were in some little cowboy town and some dude comes up to us and i knew he was a biker because my brothers were bike kind of biker deadheads from the east coast my brother was I knew this guy was like some kind of biker dead and he it was like some cowboy and renegade. Somehow we got to talking. Next thing you know, we leave our car where we're like in that little cowboy town and he's driving us 10 miles to go to the venue. And then he's all of a sudden just getting kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. he's, he's getting kind of high and he's like getting kind of nuts on us and we're in his van it's us and the two of our friends, two people we met at Chief Hosa. They it were these sounds like, like a bad movie. Oh my god, these were these these two artists that we were with. <laughs> they were like artists, and it was like a whatever. This couple that was with us, they were not used to being on dead tour or being out in the woods. Like we were mountain kids, we were kind of like used to being in the mountains. We were used to kind of being out where we were. And me and my girlfriend were kind of wild, and these people were not like that. They were in the van with us, and this guy started driving us through these different we were going from cowboy town to cowboy town we were not going to the venue mm -hmm. 
we're going the opposite way and this guy's getting higher and higher and he's telling us stories next next story comes along i'm wanted in 25 states and i'm an outlaw da 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 with the grateful dead and i've been with the grateful dead for all for 30 years and we were like oh we me and my girlfriend we were just holding tight we came to a, a light in some town that was so far away from everything and the two of our friends just jumped out of the van <laughs> and one dude the guy is driving the van just looks at us and just says don't make me pull out my gun you just sit tight and the other two just ran and he drives he screeches off and he says close that door so i close the door i remember this very well and he's freaking out and i'm tripping i'm like oh he's like don't you ever don't you ever jump out of this van i'm wondering 25 some the cops are gonna arrest us and then he's he's his girlfriend his, his girl's there with him trying to calm down honey calm down now i don't know what this guy is i don't know what kind of outlaw he is or how he's involved but i know there's a hundred thousand people trying to get into the grateful dead shows and there's about twenty thousand seats you're burning time i'm burning time i'm about to get killed by this guy or something i got to get back to the venue because i don't even know where my car is i'm in a i'm three days away from home i'm 17 or 18 years old with my girlfriend that's never good we're in some cowboy town he pulls over and he's like we gotta we gotta calm down so he sits we i don't know where we're in some park we're having like a snack i don't know why we're this is happening somehow we're having <laughs> I'm lunch starting to think the stories might have it might be getting blurred it's no it's not we're having lunch i don't know we had to have lunch he had to have lunch for your trip <laughs> no anyways we're eating lunch he pulls out a bottle of jack daniels he's like well if you're a so he's talking he's all about the south because we're out west and he's like this west coast biker and he's just all about the south and he's like well if you're a southern gentleman you won't turn down a shot so we like do this shot of liquor then he really starts telling me this whole story and that he's from the Grateful Dead. Well, I don't believe any of it. We're not believing it. He said he's from the Grateful Dead and he used to I would have been be a motorcycle the... guy from Vietnam. Anyways, we drive back to the venue. I, I don't know. He just all of a sudden he's driving us back to the venue and he pulls up to the back gate. Um, let me tell you, there's 100,000 people trying to get in this place. You're not going to get a ticket. There's 20,000 people that are going to get in. They already have their tickets. There's people, hippies everywhere with signs, fingers up. I, I'll sp spare Juana for a ticket. You know, I, I, I'll pay $100 for a ticket. I'll trade my left arm. Like, it's like you're not going to get a ticket. This guy pulls up the backstage on this long, back, windy road, pulls up to some other biker guy that's the security, and, he, and the guy just just said whatever and just go go on it or whatever he, they know each other he is from the grateful dead he was one of the bikers from the grateful dead he was like just some biker that was part of the crew and he would just i don't know if he just hung out with them i don't know what he did but he was part of them and he drove us to the back and just we didn't exchange numbers or anything he just was paying off favor to a young kid in the mystic and just and dropped us off <laughs> dropped, handed me a big handful of um yeah. and just we just went right into the venue through the backstage and here's what the craziest thing the grateful dead played on the ground level and the where it was i was just walking right by the grateful dead stage and there's the band i've never been this close to the band there i am walking like three feet away from uh phil lesh he just looked at me kind of funny and there's like Bob Weir and they're all tuning up and I'm just like walking by the band like I'm with everybody. 
straight out to the crowd. And then we're out there dancing and everything. And then I got just blitz. And I've just kind of pretty much blacked. The rest of it's a blackout. I remember the end of the show very well where the, the, everything was just whirling and the smoky atmosphere. And they were playing Jack Straw. And the lights from the city were down there. And the, it was a beautiful moonlit thing. And it was the, the amphitheater comes up out of the ground with the giant cliffs on both sides. There was people that were up on the cliffs that were like 150 feet up on top of these cliffs they climbed up on there. And everyone was dancing. And it was like the wildest experience of my life. <laughs> and we went on throughout the West Coast, the West, for the rest of the summer as little kids between 11th and 12th where? grade. Oh, yeah, we went to Red Rocks, and then we went to um, uh, Telluride, and we saw the Grateful Dead in Telluride out in this field in the middle of the field in the middle of the day. And then we went to a place in Tempe, Arizona, and we saw the Grateful Dead in this like uh, indoor place. And then we went to a place called Angel Camp, California, and I swear it was like, they must have been where they did Burning Man because everyone's talking about Burning Man. It was like the it was eighty, this was eighty seven. So Burning Man might have not started yet, but people were talking about this is where they do this get together for the Rainbow Gathering, in the desert, and I think that became Burning Man. But Angel Camp was crazy because Carlos Santana played with them, mm. and Carlos Santana came on stage, and he opened up the show and, and everybody was blown away. And then he came on stage with um, Jerry Garcia and they're both from San Francisco. So they kind of knew each other. And next thing you know, Jerry's just smiling and sitting back playing the chords, which he's usually playing all the leads and, and the whole, whole show Carlos is playing all the leads. So he just sits up there the whole show and plays lead. So it was the Grateful Dead with Carlos Santana playing the leads. It was the craziest thing. I mean, I'm talking crazy nostalgia, but people that understand what I'm talking about, it was the greatest show of all time. And then we had to zip back and and then we're zipping back going, oh, how can I go back to school? <laughs> and I didn't go back for a couple of days. And this is how it was back then. My my um my counselor, guidance counselor came to school and uh came to came to my house one afternoon and showed up like two, I was two weeks from, hadn't gone to school. My guidance counselor didn't even barely know me, but she, I guess I had to go see her a couple of times to get my schedule right or whatever. She came to my door at my house, found out my address, came to my house on an after school mission and just talked me into coming back to school. She said, look, you can't miss your senior year. You got to finish. You're doing good. I'll set it up so you can go do art at the community college half of the day and you can just come till 12 o'clock and it's going to be simple for you. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I, I was so glad because I almost dropped out of freaking wow. high school because of the grateful dead. And that was, that would have been really dumb. So I finished high school because of that and I made it through and I, I can't believe I mean, people today, the kids, I, their parents, I, I have friends that have parents, kids that are in 11th grade. They would not have their, let their kid drive off across the country and just dis I think my parents thought I was at the beach surfing or something. I don't know what I told them, but that was like back in the day when you're kind of, your parents just didn't keep up with you. Me with me, because my family had already grown up and gotten old. So that was, I don't know how I got into that tangent about dead tour, but that was grateful dead tour in 1987. Go look it up. Red rocks.
Fun times indeed. <laughs> I'm still alive. I made it. So anyways, winter surf is in full effect. And so we're working with uh, Aussie Island Surf to put on our surf night. I want to talk to you about it with, with Blake Pittman. So don't miss it. We're going to be put, putting it on in, uh, in the end of January. And Blake will be doing his movies. And we're working with Aussie Island and with um, Carl Heavily Surf to do our surf nights. Don't miss that. And we are in the mix with the new video coming out. This Thursday night, 8 o'clock, the world premiere broadcast of the new live, of the new smile video, the new mix, and the new video. So check it out on YouTube and all your favorite channels. And uh, what else? Don't miss the Rabbit Trap show this Friday uh, night at 8 o'clock, broadcasting live with the retro show. So don't miss that. we got lots of old music for the old fans and the old friends like we're going to remix General de Conquistador, and we're going to do songs like Lost Blind Pony, songs from the old days. So don't miss that. And what else? Is there anything else we're going to be talking about today? I think we covered everything today. We had a, I went on and on about the Grateful Dead. I think we're good. <laughs> that was a long story. Sorry about that. And uh hope everybody's having a good evening tonight. Check out the uh, broadcasts from Panacea. It's on the Facebook uh, page. Heather was on fire. It was crazy, and the crowd was out of control. So, And uh, I want to give my big ups to my friend, Zach Brown. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zach Brown. I'm sorry. My friend, Zach Brown, I had a little brain fart. And his freaking new recording he made with Johnny Cash's bass player, Bo, what is his name? Bo. I can't remember his name now. I have another brain fart. But anyways, check it out. <laughs> Zach Brown's new recording is amazing. He, uh, We played this party the other day, and uh, he handed me that mix. And I uh, just wanted to give him big ups. So big ups to Zach Brown. And big loving you to all the good friends out there. Thank you for all the support. We're feeling good in full motion and getting things done. So come out to the show next week at Seagate Bottle Shop on the 8th of December. December is here. Winter surf is in full effect. So come out to the beach, put on your 4-3, and let's jump in and do some surfing. All right, anything else? I'll boogie board. Okay. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Dubcast today. This is the Dubcast coming to you live from the Adonai Studios. Big love and unity from the Dub. Thank everybody for tuning in today. It was a fun show with Ms. Beats over here. It's always a fun time when she tunes in. Don't miss the show next week with professional skateboarder Jim Gray. And what else? Broadcasting live from the Rabbit Trap this Friday night with the Retro Show. Check it out at 8 o'clock. All right, hope everybody has a good night tonight. Big loving unity from the dub.
The Dubcast is brought to you by Carl Heavily Surf. Check them out at carlheavilyshapes.com. Handmade surfboards in Emerald North Carolina. carlheavilyshapes.com. Also, check out Live CBD in the Castle Street District in Wilmington, North Carolina. All your favorite CBD products. Wilmington's only CBD boat, CBD bar. That's Live CBD in the Castle Street District in Wilmington. Also, check out Panacea. Vegan food right here in Wilmington, North Carolina. Panacea. Awesome. Big love and unity from the dub. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a good evening.